Well, Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2023. And on our first episode of this year, we're going to have Chris Madrid on our podcast and videocast. And we're going to be discussing appreciation rates, interest rates, if you're a buyer or a seller, what to expect in the market and how to prepare yourself for the next 12 months in the real estate world. Check it out. What's happening, Chris? How you doing, brother? Hey, man. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Listen, uh, let, let's dive right into this. It's a new year. And uh, one of the things that frustrates me is the national news. And we hear all the doom and gloom of everything that's going on everywhere. But let's break this down for just housing and what's going on in our area. Sound cool? That's great. Yeah, let's do it. So talk to us a little bit about what's going on with rates and, and what are the hot buttons for buyers and sellers uh, in, in the world right now in North Dallas? So affordability, right, is, is the, that is the chant of, you know, obviously late, late 2022, um, you know, up until, up until now. Uh, interest rates, you know, at the, at the peak last year, which was, which was the beginning and middle of November, uh, mortgage rates, so a 30-year fixed product got up to about 7.5%. Uh, I saw some lenders at, at almost 8%, right? So that was, uh, I mean, ultimately, if you have a mortgage at 8% versus a mortgage at 4%, that 8% mortgage is going to cost a lot more, right? So affordability has been the, um, that has been the, the what everybody's talking about uh, really all of last year since, um, since interest rates started to, to creep up significantly. So, um, man, I feel like we're on the, on, the, on the end of that, right? So mortgage rates have peaked, they've started to come down um, in, in short, we went from about seven and a half down to about six and a half is where a 30 year fixed is at um, right now. So that, you know, dropping a, a full percentage point um, is a significant savings, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, two, three, $400 a month, depending on, uh, on loan size. So things are headed in the right direction. Um, there's still a lot of, um, even like this week, right? So even this week, there's still a lot of uh, negative information. We're still hearing housing bubble and doom and gloom, like you had mentioned, um, yesterday, the home price index came out for the month of November, uh, and we saw uh, modest declines, right? So, so the, the home price index dropped by, uh, by 0.2% um, in November. Um, and, and ultimately, that took the index from, from about a 10.1% um, down to 8.6. But it's not, that's not anything to be worried about or, or, um, or, or to cast, you know, cast fear about. That's, you know, we're talking about really only like it's like a 1.8% uh, decline from the peak of where home prices were. So, uh, and a majority of that is due to, to you know, to seven and a half percent, you know, interest rates. So, so some of the doom and gloom is where people are thinking, oh my gosh, that interest rates are dictating the fact that the market is dropping 10%, 15%, 20%. And that's not true. And that's what people need to understand that that may happen in certain pockets, but I can tell you from my research, we haven't seen that anywhere in the country, a 20% drop or even a 10% drop. We're seeing one and 2% drops. Um, and, and as I've explained it before, we've been traveling 125 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour speed zone for the past couple of years. And now, according to the housing index right here, right now, we're still in a slight seller's market. So we're doing about 80 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour zone. We're just used to traveling at light speed and we're not seeing that today. Yeah, I read, uh, I think one of First Americans, uh, chief economist, you know, predicted essentially with interest rates, mortgage rates uh, continuing to fall, household incomes, you know, let's just say they stay relatively flat, home prices kind of plateau as expected, 
um, affordability will improve by by nine percent, I think, by the end of the year. So those are all. I mean, I think the you know the writing on the wall. People you know people see that inflation is coming down. Um, the Fed, um, you know, not, maybe not so much, but um, the reality, right? The data um, does show that that inflation is coming down, which in, inflation and bonds, which are tied to mortgage rates, those don't those don't play in the in the sandbox um, that well. So that's the that's the the big indicator is that inflation, yes, is coming down. It's not going to be in a straight line. Uh, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, mortgage rates dropped down to about six to six and a quarter, right? And now we're kind of back up to about six and a half. So it, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be a straight line down, but I feel like interest rates will continue to, to come down. And man, with, with, any, uh, with, any, with any luck, um, down, you know, down below 6%, I'm, I'm hoping this year. So that'll be great news for the, for the market. Yeah, and even if they don't drop, the 2-1 buy-down program, which was like a buzz phrase for a week is still there for people to use. And yeah. in my opinion, what's happening with the market is that sellers have lost the advantage of being able to have buyers overpay for homes above appraised value. Now we get to equally negotiate and we're going to find sellers that are in positions where they can go, hey, not a problem. I don't mind pitching in on this buyer's closing cost to help them out because it's helping the seller out to get them to their next destination. This isn't a, a win or lose situation in real estate for people, which is why I think a lot of people get confused. They feel as a buyer, they have to feel like they won or as a seller, they won. There's no winning. We find a win-win for both parties. And that's when we consummate a really fantastic transaction and everyone's happy at the end. I think in, in DFW, I saw numbers. Um, so Collin County, is that about 2.2 um, months of inventory? Um, there's other, you know, Parker County out on on the the west side of the Metroplex is is uh, three, you know three and a half months of, of inventory. So at two, let's just call it two to four months um, of of inventory. In in my opinion, still means a, a seller's market, um, just because there's there's more. Um, ultimately, there's more buyers. A lot of them are on the sidelines right now, but, but there still is. Just from a pure numbers perspective, more buyers that need that need to buy versus you know the reality of homes that are available. So that's the you know I think you know the, I think there just needs to be a, a reset on on both sides, right? Sellers, you're not going to get um, a, above list, you know, throwing you know buyers just just throwing out all, um, all you know all care to the wind, right? There are right now we're having conversations and, and negotiations are back of. You know the, the seller paying title policy and closing costs and some of those things that two one buy down as you mentioned, um, where where before that wasn't the case, right? I mean you're 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 one of of fifteen twenty people that are competing for the same home, and and highest and best is is getting it. Where we're at today that I'm seeing is again it's more even playing field for buyer and the seller, which is normal. We're starting to see a more normal market when I'm talking to right. sellers. And they say, hey, my, my home's been on the market for 30 days and there's no offers yet. In a normal market, you're going to see 30 to 60 days on the market before you get an offer. One of the other stats that, um, that I pulled was showing that our available homes, you know, in Frisco itself, just Frisco, not the surrounding area, there's only 330 homes available to purchase today. With a population of, of what is it, 225,000 people, that's not a lot of homes, 300, even if it's 350 homes. Uh, it's showing average days on market are still less than 57 days. 
one of the things that, that's pulling people off in these stats is it's showing that there's been 11% of the inventory decrease their price. And then it, and then it, it flops another day and it says, oh, 42% have decreased their price. What sellers are experiencing is that when they price their home too high and they're not having anyone look at their property, they have to bring it down to market value. So some of this is, is uh, shocking for buyers and sellers, but the whole key of not only this podcast, but for anyone that we meet is to educate them, to show them. If this house here is a three bedroom, two bath home in Frisco and it's listed at $600,000 and it's 15 years old, it needs a roof, it's overpriced. And it's gonna be part of those stats that shows price decreases. For what I'm telling buyers is this, no matter what agent they're working with, make sure your agent is running a CMA on every home you're interested in buying. Because if you go in and you over overbid on the property, you write your offer way too high, you're going to have an appraisal issue, you're going to upset the seller, and there's going to be all kinds of stuff. The key thing in being successful for buyer and seller is that all parties are very educated and they're making sure that they're within the guidelines of what the pricing truly is. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. No, that that's uh, I think that is that is key, right? It, it's just making sure that you know from from an offering perspective, if you're making an offer on a home, that you have the information, you have the data to be able to support what you're paying for it. Because um, again, yeah, I mean, you don't want, you know, you don't want delays. You don't want, you know, both either party getting upset. You, I mean, those things are just a, a recipe for disaster. And, and if you again, if everybody's well prepared, right? We have the information. This is what we this is what we offer. This is what it, what was accepted. And then ultimately the, the lender is not going to have a, a, you know, an issue with appraisal, then it, it just makes for a much, a much more um, process. Everybody's, everybody's happy. Um, and, and yeah, we can, we can kind of, you know, keep moving forward, but I think that's, man, that you that hit the nail on the head with um, we obviously we need to be educating our buyers and sellers, right. And making sure that we're, we're all on the same um, on the same page when it comes to um you know, either listing or buying a home. Yeah. And, and I think the good news for buyers and sellers, and, and this is not one-sided for both parties, we're learning what the actual value of, of what the properties are. Buyers and sellers are now seeing what the value of the property is. I can't tell you how many buyers I've talked to in the past few months have said, my gosh, price per square foot has come down. Well, of course it has. The number one factor running my CMAs my market analysis are not price per square foot. The only time I use personally price per square foot is when it's new construction compared to new construction or if you're doing a rehab type loan. But the reality is price per square foot on a CMA from the years of my experience, they don't, they're not as accurate as like for like because the larger home in the market in the neighborhood is going to yield a smaller price per square foot than the smaller home. So I don't do a lot of the price per square foot. What I try to show clients is if this single story home of 2,100 square feet has sold for $500,000, that same home in the neighborhood should sell for $500,000. Not what's active, not what's pending, only what's sold. So I think what we're seeing is we're seeing real values happen. And then the next question that buyers have is, well, how much equity am I going to get in the next three to five years. Well, we don't have a crystal ball to know that, but we are seeing appreciation rates adjust according to the market. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. One of the things that um, I was kind of just running some numbers this morning based on based on the, the data that I received recently from, you know, CoreLogic had received, uh, released some of these numbers and of course the home price index. Um, if, if we're talking about 2023, right? Um, we're not going to see, you know, 10, 15, 20, 
30% appreciation, right? Um, mo like moderate appreciation in, in home values is, is three to 5%, especially in the North Texas area. So if we're going back to a three to 5% uh, appreciation rate, if you, man, if you purchased a $400,000 home, right? Or if you buy a $400,000 home this year, you put 10% down at 3%, you're, you're, um, you're going to be increasing value by $12,000. Right. And that's that's not having to do anything other than just continue to make your mortgage payment. And that's that's just the, the normal uh, market appreciation. And that's the I think that's the, the key that a lot of people don't one don't think about. Um, and, and two, the, the, you know, the flip side of that is, well, man, I'm, I'm comfortable or I've been at, at renting this home or apartment or whatever it is for the last you know, two or three years. Um, rents have been, have been going up, maybe, but not as you know, not that much. So I'm, I'm comfortable. Um, but, but ultimately your appreciation, your, your wealth building for renting is, is, is zero. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's one of the things I, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people miss, um, and not only that, um, if you're, if you're renting and you're a W2 employee, um, you don't have a, a whole lot of write-offs, your, your tax liability, and we're not CPAs, we're not pretending to be CPAs or anything like that. These are just the, 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 the basic facts that we know. Um, you have you have little to no write-offs, so then your your tax liability is a lot more than someone in your similar income income bracket that owns a home that can write off their their interest on their mortgage, their property taxes. And th think about that number which you just gave on a very low end. You're looking at three percent appreciation on a four hundred thousand dollar home. That's a thousand dollars a month you're making, added to your mortgage payment. You're building this wealth which eventually, depending on how much money you put down, I've watched people do this a lot. And I just talked to someone, um, it was yesterday about this. They're like, we're thinking about pulling a equity line of credit or refinancing our home because unfortunately during life, the past two years, we've cranked our credit cards up to like 20, $30,000 in credit cards. And it's at 22 to 28% interest. Why not yeah. just use the equity that you have Thank you to the market, Mr. Market, that allowed you that 3% or 5% equity. Use that to pay these cards off. And now you're paying 6.5% overall instead of that 20 to 29%. Renters don't realize that because they're just cutting a check every month. And I'm not trying to give any renter a sales pitch. There's a lot of advantages to renting an apartment or a home. But they're missing out on the major advantages of owning a home when we haven't even gotten into the fact they can do whatever they want with the home, right? They can decorate however they want. The financial advantages of just the tax deductions and the fact that they're building equity with something is something a lot of renters don't think about. Again, a lot of reasons to rent if you're transient, you're going to be moving soon, or you just got out of college and you're not sure, you know, you don't have the steady income per se, or you just don't know yet, renting is a great idea. Um, but appreciation of even 3% a year, when I go back to my parents and my grandparents, I mean, those days of living in a home for 30 years, paying it off, and that's part of your retirement, that's not the mindset today. And it doesn't need to be because even at 3% a year, that's a lot of money. So the bottom line is, if you're thinking about buying a home or selling a home, the most important thing is to have a game plan prior to executing anything. And if you're thinking about buying, it's extremely important that you speak to a lender about how you need to structure that loan. Yeah. And there's, you know, that, that's the big part of, of what we do, right? Is we'll go through, we'll go through payment options. We know what property taxes are going to be home insurance, ultimately what your 
your um, all-in number is going to be every single month. And, and we'll talk through you know, what is it going to cost, you know, with utilities and, and just those different things. So you're, man, you're fully prepared. There's no surprises um, as you, you, as, as you navigate. And again, man, at the end of the day, if it's not the time um, to buy, man, then it's not the time. We'll, you know, we'll work on a plan to get you into a, you know, if you want to be in a specific area or home, six, 12, 18 months, whatever it is, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, obviously help you get in there. You're awesome, man. Uh, more great information for our viewers, more great information for our listeners and our podcast. Um, I appreciate you, man. I'm more than words can say. And let's just, let's keep people informed and keep them in the loop of what's truly happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy New Year. All right, brother. Have a great day. As always, the real estate market twists and turns all the time. That's why it's called a market. So if you'd like to stay current on what's happening in the real estate market, click subscribe and click the bell so you're alerted every time we upload another video. And until next time, my friends, make it a great day.